Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Talking Trading. I'm your host, financial journalist Caroline Stephen. It is great to have you company. Karen Hanson Palambiri is a mentoree whom both Louise Bedford and Chris Tate admire. She's known for her persistence, her perseverance, and her patience in the markets. Today we speak to Karen about her trading journey. We discuss her highs and her lows what keeps her going in the markets, and that magical feeling she has when she strikes a winning trade. But first up, we hear from Louise Bedford on some heartbreaking stories of share market chonks, those so-called experts who have taken people's dreams and sold them for gold. Louise is often the only person left to pick up the pieces of people's shattered trust, and we hear firsthand from her now what goes on with the so-called educators who are really just wolves in sheep's clothing. I forget. You know, I think it's because I've been surrounded by members of my mentor program and people who value a share market course that lasts for life. I forget that other share market trainers don't do this. I'm appalled at those weekend courses that promise riches and I feel so much for those people that attend. They've got lights in their eyes and they think that this will be the solution for all of their problems if only they can just trade options for 24 hours a day for the rest of their lives. I forget that there are people out there that are crushed by the results they've derived when they've followed some ridiculous strategies that some share market shonk has suggested. And because there are so many of them out there too, you you know, they're not even bound by the rules of ASIC. Chris Tate and I have to work to maintain our financial services license. And when you get somebody flying in from overseas, they can fly in and fly out, do a weekend seminar and pocket half a million dollars. They're not even bound by the laws that protect you as an Australian and New Zealand trader. Look, let me tell you a story. At the end of one of my expo presentations, I had a guy come up to me and he said, does this mean that that particular person's strategies, they can't work? And I reflexively said, yes, that's right. Those strategies can never work and it's impossible to make money trading that way. Instantly, I saw tears flick into the bottom of his eyes. He looked absolutely stricken. I think he only held it together because there were lots of people around us as we were having that conversation. Since we saw the world plunged into the global financial crisis, we've seen traders get skittish, brokerage companies go broke and steal their clients' money, and a great deal of sadness about the share market. There have been a lot of share market educators that have emerged and they have little or no trading experience and some of their experience was gathered overseas and our rules don't translate into the overseas markets at all times. They razzle-dazzle the seminar scene, they teach their course participants ridiculous methods that don't work and some, some even incorrectly quote me. Many steal my intellectual property and pass it off as their own, only vaguely understanding the principles behind what I'm conveying and they lead people astray with their lack of depth. I can tell you for sure that the majority of people in this profession that are my running mates, the people that I rub shoulders with, they've got a well-worn dog-eared copy of many of my books on their bookshelf. And that's just fine. I actually don't have an issue with having trained most of my so-called competitors. 
The thing that I do object to is when they take my work and they translate it incorrectly and they bring their clients to the brink of financial oblivion. That to me is simply not on. All of this environment has created a situation where we distrust. It's become more and more important to check out the longevity of your share market trainers, what their success is, how many people they've trained, what those people say about them. Are they making money? But also, are they developing as a person when they've done their course? Does your share market trainer have hundreds of testimonials from happy traders on their website? Do they stick with their traders for life? Because that is a real key. This is not something that can be taught in a weekend function. Look, I know a lot of people want to believe in magic. They want to hear lies about how easy trading is and believe it. The only thing is, it's not true. That risk-free trade that you've been sold by some sort of seminar shonk, that is criminal. Being told that you'll make a guaranteed income or that you can rent your shares or that there's some sort of magic moo cow out there that can bring you in riches, when they get you to believe in that, they're using your own hopes and dreams against you. I was with one of these shonks once and I asked him how could he possibly do that to the people who attended his seminar. Do you know what he told me? He told me that people wanted to believe. He said that he was just providing a way for them to believe and for him to make money from that belief. He justified it. He said, I'm motivating them. I'm giving them what they want. But even if what he was giving them couldn't possibly work, far out, that shock. He'd made a decision that by lying to somebody, he was helping that person. I don't understand that. For heaven's sakes, the strategies that this bloke taught did not work and they could never work. They defied the built-in laws that drive trend. And it's only by following the trend that you'll ever have a hope of making money in trading. And what's more, it's not just trend. It's the psychology and the money management that you put behind every trade that makes it work. The guy at the expo, my heart went out to him. He wanted to provide for his family. He wanted to escape the rat race. He wanted to have a better set of holidays. But instead, he ended up buying a stupidly expensive course. And he was sold a trading strategy that could never, ever work. He got zero support. He was certainly having no ongoing care from that shonk. And it wasn't that trader's fault. He trusted, he believed, he put his heart out there, he extended himself. But because of the shonk who took his seminar money, he lost out big time. Those shonks take those dreams and they distort them. There's nothing in the world that means more to me than my family and those that I choose to have as my family members because I believe you get to choose your family. But what that shonk was doing took away that guy's trust. It took away his desire and his ability to provide for his family, and that is criminal. Steal his car, but do not steal his dreams and his trust. I'm often the only one there that is available to pick up people's pieces and their trust. They've been devastated by the markets because of some stupid strategy that they were told to follow. And for that guy at the expo, if you're listening... I want you to know that I'm very sorry that your dreams were used against you. I'm sorry that that seminar person 
he took a part of your soul for gold and that you've had to endure this terrible loss of trust. The loss of trust is an even greater tragedy than the loss of money. Money can be regained. Trust, though, sometimes, unless you extend yourself again and you have a good result, you may never regain your trust. I want you to know that your reasons for going to that seminar were good and pure and right. Don't let that shonk drag your trust into a dark place where you can no longer recognise the hand of care and support that is being offered to you by someone who is trustworthy. Hi, this is Anthony Aykroyd, and I want to send a big hello to all my friends at Talking Trading. My work was recently featured on the Talking Trading podcast, and there was a lot of interest from people wanting to know about my workshop, Stress Less, Laugh More. I mean, let's face it, in trading, as in all aspects of life, stress sucks. It sucks away our ability to think clearly and to make good decisions. It depletes our energy, our motivation, our resilience, and ultimately, our success. The good news is, there is a solution. You can learn how to skillfully leverage humor, laughter, and positive energy states so that you can destroy stress and access more energy, more vitality, more resilience, and more motivation. And make trading and all aspects of your life an exciting, joyful, and successful experience. And the really good news is I will teach you exactly how to do all this in my Stress Less, Laugh More workshop. So I invite you to go to anthonyackroyd.net and check out the upcoming dates for Stress Less, Laugh More. We have workshops coming up in Sydney and Grafton very shortly and then all over Australia. So don't miss out. We limit places to give maximum value. Uh, by the way, you can also book Stress Less, Laugh More as a corporate workshop for your business or you can get one-on-one -on -one coaching. So I hope I get to meet you in person at a workshop so I can help you take your trading and your life to a new level of stress-free fun and success. This is Anthony Aykroyd. I will see you there. Karen Hanson Palambiri is a trading game mentor re. We discuss her trading journey from how she started in the markets to where she is today, how she's growing as a person, and the results she has achieved. Karen Hanson Palambiri, hello and welcome to Talking Trading. Thank you, Caroline. It's great to have you back on the show. You were on the show last year when I interviewed you at the alumni dinner. It seems a long time ago. It does, doesn't it? And Chris Tate thinks the world of you. Louise and I think it's your accent. Oh, <laughs> well, it might be. <laughs> now, let's talk about your trading journey. Karen, you completed the mentor program, which is a six-month repeat-for-free course where you're trained by Louise Bedford and Chris Tate. What drew you to trading in the first place? Michael and I had dabbled in share trading for a few years, somewhat haphazardly. We knew of Chris and Louise and really respected their expertise. So when we knew they had a mentor program, we had talked about perhaps doing it. And while I was away in the USA, Michael signed me up. As a good husband does. Yes. What's been one of the hardest things you've had to learn trading? The hardest thing for me has been being able to take short positions. Um, it has to do with me not the single signals that are generated and it's something I'm still working on. <laughs> what is it about taking short positions that you find challenging? 
I just, I think I, in my head, I think they're, they couldn't possibly keep going down. <laughs> and, you know, not all of the markets are my system set up for short trading. So there's only a couple. So I think it's because I'm not as used to it. Tell us, Karen, what's been a low point in the market for you personally? My low point was probably when I was trading quite a few markets. And although I was following my trading plan, I was in a big drawdown. This is when I just started. And I had a lot of break-evens and losses and was achieving very little profit. So it was it was pretty hard. And I decided to scale back then what I was trading at the time. What's been a high point in the market for you? A high point for me has been when I was on holidays and taking a break from trading except to monitor the stops of my current positions. I wasn't at all worried about my positions and subsequent nearly all of my positions ended up closing, most of which were in profit. But more importantly, it was the peace of mind that the stops were there protecting my profit. But most of them were in profit. Yes. Let's talk about the mentor program, which is the six-month repeat for free course. What did you find particularly helpful about the MP? I believe it was the step-by-step process of getting your mind and then your trading plan into place. The funny thing is, it is your mind that you have to keep working on, whereas my trading plan and the technical aspects have basically remained the same, except for a bit of tweaking or fine-tuning. Even trying a different market, I end up using the same principles. Let's go to those technical aspects of trading. Did you go absorbing them all? Well, as for absorbing the technical aspects, I was lucky that I was somewhat familiar with the, using the software in the first place. And I also chose to keep the technical aspects to a minimum. And once they were set in place, I left them alone. I wanted my, simple, my system to be simple. And except for some slight variations for different markets and timeframes, it is a very simple system. Let's talk about the connections you might have made in the mentor program because they are such a valuable part of the whole process. How did you go making connections? I, of course, went to all of the meetings that we had and met people through that. And and then, of course, I was quite active on the forum at the time and I still pay attention to alumni forum now. And the forums where all the resources, the discussions, the study tasks related to the program are kept? That's right. That's right. And they're still there. So sometimes even now, if I've got a bit of a question, I might just go on and and have a look at what other people might have been posting about a market or a different type of time frame. It's, it's, It's interesting. You often find information there. And your partner, Michael's very interested in trading too. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. How much does he do and how does he support you? He's more of an emotional support, I suppose. He does have a look at all the positions I've put on and he's also a force of probably pushing me to keep going. (laughs) Do you feel an affinity to the American market? Because of your background? Well, you know, at first I I didn't even trade it. I had thought, oh, this is all going to be too hard. But then I realized with IG and the software I had, I, I could trade that market as well. So I just jumped right in. <laughs> now, one of the things that Louise Bedford really admires about you as a trader is your persistence and discipline. And she really thinks it's really admirable how you keep going, keep going, keep going. Are they things you've consciously developed? Um, I would say yes, in a way. I think in some ways the points Louise and Chris make repeatedly throughout the course stuck in my brain. 
basically to keep trying, have patience, stick to rules, don't fiddle with your system, and try to keep their emotions out as best as you can. I, I do kind of sense that you're a very persistent sort of person anyway, that what you'd apply to trading is probably how you approach much of your life. Um, yeah, I would say in some aspects that's true. Um, I, however, I can be quite disorganized. <laughs> Karen, what keeps you plowing the markets week after week? Keeps me going week after week. Well, I guess it's mainly it's become a habit. It's just part of my day nearly every day. And um, it doesn't take me as long as it used to because I'm much more familiar with it now. Um, but I write down my signals and whether they are valid or not, whether, you know, why or why not I'm not taking a valid one. might be that I'm, you know, don't have any more money at the moment. I'm fully <laughs> engaged in the market or, you know, there's different reasons. And Michael's also a great encourager, plus now that I'm so used to it, I just kind of can flick through the charts looking for my signals and then just pausing occasionally to look at the things more in depth. And I guess also what keeps me going is I know that there's going to be another great trade around the corner. And how do you feel when you strike a great trade? What goes on for you? Um, I don't know if excitement's the, the right word, but it, it, it's just kind of magical, I guess, that you've your system has picked something up, you've figured out your position size and you've had a go and you don't know which way it's going to go. And then when it does take off, it's, um, you know, like, wow, you know, that's pretty amazing. Karen, what's been one of your most profitable trades? Well, I had a recent one just recently in a, in a share. Um, it was Aristocrat. Oh, and yeah. That one was quite a good trade for me. It just ended in June. But, yeah, it was a really good one. And uh, there was a couple other ones um, in Forex as well. So coming to Forex, what is your favorite market to trade? Well, I don't really have a favorite anymore. Since at one point or another, one market has performed better than another. And I've just realized that being flexible and looking at different markets and being willing to try the different markets and timeframes as long as your position sizing will allow it, because like for some commodities, for example, they can be quite expensive and I, I can't afford to, to trade them. So what, what markets do you trade? Um, currently, I'm trading US shares, Australian shares, if, if my macros are on, Forex and indices. What expressions, phrases or bits of advice really stay in your mind and have helped shape your trading journey and psyche? I would say it's be persistent, disciplined, and patient. Patient's a big one. Just jump in and have a go. It's never going to be the perfect time and follow your rules. How has trading changed and developed you, Karen? It's made me realize I can make a difference to our financial future. Um, and it's also helped me to look at other areas where I can perhaps affect some change. What do you mean by that, other areas? Well, just looking at other avenues of investment, you know, and where I can contribute to securing a better financial future for us. Michael must be very proud of you. I think he is. I, um, I'd be proud of you if you're my lady. I was quite surprised I really have persisted and stuck with it. So what are your goals trading and are you, are you on track to achieving them? Well, one of my main trading goals this year is actually to complete a personal development course. 
So I'm very interested to see how it will impact my trading and other aspects of my life. It's very new. I just started it, but um, yeah, I'm pretty excited. What is it? Yeah, it's a 12-month course that just works on your frame of mind and how you, you know, just how you view everything. And then another trading goal that I have is to be able to take short positions more successfully. <laughs> and yeah, I would just say that for both of those, it would be what Chris often says, it's the six inches between your ears that's critical. I'm hoping that growing myself as a person will affect trading as well. I'm sure it will. And it's, it's so amazing how the two go hand in hand and one affects the other. That's right. That's right. It really has to do with how your thought programming has been set up and, and how you might go about changing that. Karen, Louise and Chris both think you're a great trader and I dare say we'll be hearing great things from you in the future. Thank you very much for your time today. Oh, thanks very much, Caroline. I really hope that's true. <laughs> And that is all we have for you today, guys. Stay tuned next week to hear Gary Stone on multi-strategy investing. I'm Caroline Stephen, and on behalf of the team, thanks for your company. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to TalkingTrading.com.au with Caroline Stephen. Make sure you are subscribed to this website to receive the very latest market views, commentary, and expert opinion. Tune in next week as we've got a bumper show planned. Bye for now. The views represented on Talking Trading are general in nature and do not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Before acting on any of the information, consider its appropriateness in regard to your own situation. Want to know the hottest sectors in the Aussie market? Now's your chance. Download my free Hot or Not special report from tradinggame.com.au slash hot or not. That website again, tradinggame.com.au slash hot or not.